Okay, good morning. 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 Topic this morning is, although it does sound like a similar discussion to the Shabbos Shuvah we'll see it's actually quite different. Are you Mochomi? Now, this is obviously a broad topic, exploring the halachos of asking forgiveness prior to Yom Kippur, but I wanted to to focus on a famous machlokas between the Chafetz Chaim and Rabbi Yisrael, and try to analyze it carefully and come out with something halacha lemaisa. As a basic background, we have the Shulchan Aruch, and this is based on the Gemara, based on the Rambam and others. In Tafresh Vav, the Mechaber Paskins in Sif Aleph, when it comes to infractions between two people, Yom Kippur is not Mechaper until you actually go and ask for forgiveness. And even if the only thing you did was saying something insensitive, you didn't actually harm them physically, you didn't steal money from them, but that's still a violation of Onas Tavarim, and you have to ask Mechila. Let's jump down here to the Ramah, two lines from the bottom. Once you are asked Mechila, you should not be cruel by refraining from giving Mechila. Unless your intention is, I'm withholding my forgiveness for your benefit. And we have this interesting exception. If someone was Motzi Shemra, they spread a false rumor about you, you don't have to be Mocholdim. Okay. So we have the general din that Averu Shabbatam Lechavero, Yom Kippur, is not Mechaper until there's a real request for forgiveness and that Mechil is granted. The Ramah is telling us, don't be an Achzar, but if someone's coming to you, find it in your heart to forgive them. Unless the reason is you feel it's not for their benefit to grant them Mechila at this stage. Let's see the Mishnah Bura. Because even by saying something hurtful, they're in violation of Onas Devarim. Even though this is nothing special really about Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, throughout the entire year, if you do something that's hurtful, you should always ask forgiveness. However, if you don't do it today, you could do it tomorrow. But when it comes to Arab Yom Kippur, then there's this obligation before going into Yom Kippur, we have to rectify everything. To get into that Tahara state of Yom Kippur, we have to ask Mechila beforehand. The Sharetzion actually says it's similar to other mitzvahs. Let's say, Lumashal, you have a mitzvah of benching. You just finished your Suda. Okay, do I have to bench Mamish this second? 
I can wait five minutes. I can make a phone call. However, there is a point where if you wait too long, you're going to miss that chiyuv. And if you wait to the point where you're no longer full from your meal, you can't bench anymore. Do I have to take lulav mamish right now? I have the whole day. But once the day's over, then you miss the mitzvah. So that's how we view asking mechila. You should always ask mechila when you hurt somebody's feelings. However, officially you have until Arab Yom Kippur. Okay. Does that mean after Yom Kippur, you no longer have to ask mechila anymore for the previous years? So good question. It does not mean that. It's not like a prose bull, you know, that... Lamaisa, <laughs> you should always ask mechila, even if you did not do so before Yom Kippur, you should do so afterwards. However, you want to go into Yom Kippur with a clean slate. Now, he does say here in the Mishnah Bura that if somebody owes you money, so the goal is not to say, okay, I'm Mochel, I know you owe me $100,000, but the Maya says Erev Yom Kippur, and uh, you're not really paying back. There's no Chiv to be Mochel, any kind of real obligation towards you. Sivkat and base. What does it mean, real obligation? Meaning, just the, 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 Meaning if somebody the, owes you anything monetarily, right, so then there's no chiv, Arab Yom Kippur, to be mochel, what's owed to you. On the principle, right, but how about on the damage of the cause, right? It caused me lots of August Nefesh and, and uh, other emotional issues, you know, Sean bias, whatever it is. Right, very nice distinction, meaning if someone's late in paying you back, so besides the money that's owed to you, they were also the gorim of Agmas Nefesh, they were causing you pain or distress. So Lagabe that... Right, then you should be mocho. Legabe, the money itself, we're not mocho. Right, nice distinction. Let's do Sivkat and base over here. So the Lashon of the Mechaber was, Tzarech Lefaiso, you have to appease him. V'nochon sheyelich ba'atzmo elov, and it's better to go to him directly. V'lo yishlach techile emsoy sheyirtz lekabel piyusim. Better than sending someone else to try to be the middleman. If it's difficult for you to go to him first, or you know likely it'll be more effective to have someone else be that middleman, then you're able to do so through a middleman. Now what is this idea of Nachon Sheyelich Ba'atzmo Elav? Although there are exceptions, but the rule is you should go and ask Mechila yourself why. If theoretically he's willing to grant Mechila either way, why is it Lechatchila that I should go personally to you? So the, the Mata Ephraim and others explain that part of the Mechila process is cultivating a sense of hachna of humility, and almost I'm being mavazim myself, I'm doing something that is, is somewhat humiliating, but that's part of the kapara process. I'm going to you, I'm not standing on my, my principles of assuming that what I did was okay, I, I have the recognition that it, it was hurtful, so by me asking you directly, and by me expressing my mechila, that's part of the kapara process. Now that would mean, and this is an interesting discussion in the postgame, right? When you just send a text message. This is like, how is this even a question? I feel like it would be so insulting if somebody did something to me and then they sent like a task rabbit 
knock on my door to say, sorry, Graham. Right, so that, that wouldn't be much of a Havamina. I think the Havamina would be, if theoretically, it could also be effective, right? Depending on the relationships involved, if it's two siblings and the parent intervenes, there could be situations where the, the person who was wronged wouldn't view it as like, this is a total chutzpah. Why can't you just man up and come to me yourself? But even in that situation, the postcom are telling us, you should still do it yourself. Because that's part of the process of the, the kapara. But this would mean, though, doing something that's totally hiding and avoiding any real human interaction, like just a random text message to someone who you really did hurt, it's probably not a kiyum of what he's talking about, of nochon sheyelich ba'atzmo elov. So it's interesting, right? We always find, and we'll see this in the Chafetz Chaim in a moment, that any time you hurt someone, <coughs> so you're in violation of Ben Adam L'Chavero, but also Ben Adam L'Mako. I'm hurting you, you're my brother, and I'm hurting Hashem, so to speak, I'm hurting his child. So that need for, for some level of busha approaching that person directly is helpful in the Ben Adam L'Makom, but I think it's also helpful in the Ben Adam L'Chavero. Like we spoke about in the Drasha, you know, the, so much of the difficulty in being able to forgive is, is that sense of gaiva. I don't want to lower myself, and that's how I'm viewing it. There's a very similar dynamic going on internally with the difficulty of me asking for you to forgive me, and I'm lowering myself. But ultimately, that's helpful also in the, in the relationship. Is that, the, is that what we're doing when we say vidoy? Are, uh, are we like just trying to express all of, the, all of our veras or are we actually trying to arouse some sort of busha within ourselves like for committing these veras? Good question. Brian's on fire this morning, you know? So the answer is the latter. We're, we're expressing our harata, but the goal of, of that, part of the goal, is to make it more real. Remember we spoke about that? Whenever you verbalize something, it makes it more real. And to feel a sense of busha. I feel bad that I did this, and it's, it's a source of humiliation. Let's jump, though, further here in the Mishnah Bureau. Let's go to Sifkatin Ches, where the Ramah told us that when someone's asking you, Mechila, Lo Yehachzari Milimchol, still page one, Sifkatin Ches in the Mishnah Bureau, Lo Yehachzari Milimchol, Techol HaMavir Al Midosav, Mavirin Lo Al Kol Peshav. There's a midah, kenegin midah factor here. If I'm able to forgive you, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, there's more of that forgiveness coming from Hashem. V'imhu lo yirtze limchol gam lo yimcholulo. But if I am not willing to forgive others and I don't have that same siyata d'shmayin, receiving forgiveness, min shemayin. The one exception, though, he said was, or one of the exceptions, sifkat tes, if I'm refraining from giving you mechila letovas hamavakesh, kedeshi yenichna libo haorel velo yargil bekach, in order that you, right, the perpetrator, should feel more of a hachna and not be, not become uh, accustomed to doing something like this. If it's so easy to receive mechila, then the odds are you're just going to do it again. So sometimes it's the right move to say, you know what? Th- that, that was actually very uh, destructive, what you did, and I'm not ready to be mochoyu. 
Mikol makom nira, demilibo tzarech lahaser esinem imenu acharei de beemes bikesh imenu mechila. Very interesting duality. I'm telling you I'm not mochel, and I'm not mochel. But just because I'm not officially forgiving you, because I feel you need to deher the, the severity of what you've done, but in my heart I should still try to remove the hatred or the resentment I have towards you. Interesting distinction. Isn't that exactly in line with what we said yesterday? What's that? Isn't that exactly in line with what we said yesterday? Even if you have a reason, for some reason, not to forgive somebody, but still, there's no reason you can't still be a giver. You can't still be a no Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay. The Rama said that the one of the exceptions, I don't have to be mochiyu, is if I'm refraining letovas hamavakesh, because it's for your benefit. The Chafetz Chaim says you should know, you don't have to give mechila if it's going to be hurtful to yourself. Meaning that if I'm afraid this will continue, it's not just I'm looking out for your ruchnias, but I'm looking out for my own mental well-being. I don't have to grant mechila right now. And that's what we said in the beginning of yesterday's drasha. We don't necessarily believe that a person is mechuyiv to give forgiveness to anybody for everything. That's not always the case. Okay, so that's some of the, the yisodos. Let's jump in here to the case of the Chafetz Chaim and Klal Dalet. I spoke negatively about you and now I want to do tshuva. It depends on the following. When I spoke to the group and I was telling them how terrible you are, they were not makabel my lashon hara. They didn't believe me. They know I'm just obnoxious. They didn't take what I said seriously. So because you, the person I was putting down, you were not lowered in the eyes of anybody because they didn't take my Lashon Hara seriously, the only real avon is between me and Hashem. Because ultimately I did nothing to you. I was in violation of the Ratzon Habare who says, don't speak negatively about my children. So what's the tikkun for this? She is charet al she'avar. This is classic. Do the steps of tshuva. Have charata for saying bad things about that person. V'yisvada and do vidui. V'yikabal ala atzma b'lev sholem ala haba And make a kabbalah ala asid. I'm not going to do this again in the future. Just like any other avera between you and Hashem. How you How, really that? What's that? So, likely the answer is, you probably won't. However, there are cases, you know, Baruch Hashem, you're not that personality. But you do have some people that are mamish, just obnoxious. And they themselves know that when they're saying something negatively about someone else, no one's really taking them seriously. So if you're that guy, <laughs> and you know that you didn't really put him down, but you did violate Isser Deir Eis of Lashon Hara, that's between you and Hashem. However, he says, Im hashomim. If you were Matzliach, in lowering the way these people viewed this person. And not only were they viewing him differently, 
but your Lashon Hora was the Goreim, you caused some kind of damage to him either physically or financially, or pain somehow through your words, then this is a classic example of something you did like the Mechaber told us in Tafresh Vav. Until you actually go to him and you ask Mechila. So in a case where you actually caused him harm through your Lashon Hara, then you have to actually go over to him and ask Mechila. Once he's mochal you, then the only thing now you have to deal with is the iser that was committed bein adam lemakom. So far, everything sounds fairly straightforward. It sounds like without the person's mechila, though, you, you shouldn't even bother going to Hashem yet. That's what it sounds like, right? You first have to get the mechila from the person, and then like So it does sound like that. Lemaisa, we know halacha lemaisa, and this is also a tough reshvav. If for some reason you're not able to, to get mechila from that person, you should still do tshuva between you and Hashem. Now here's where it gets very gishmaak. Mm-hmm. Let's say the person I spoke about doesn't know anything. He has no clue that I put him down. You have to reveal to him that which you said, that was inappropriate. And then ask forgiveness for saying these terrible things about him. Since you know that he was actually caused harm through your Lashon Hara. So he's talking about the following case. I'm speaking negatively about David. Because of that Lashon Hara, it turns out that the CEO I was having a conversation with did not give him his bonus, and he was going to uh, give him a promotion in general, and he didn't do that. And he took away a client, all because my Lashon Hara. So there was clear hezek based on what I did. Then Paskins the Chafetz Chaim, even though he has no clue that everything that took place was really because of me, I'm a to go over to him, tell him that was actually my fault, and I apologize. So the Pashib Shad is, and let's take a look here at the Ber Maim Chaim, where he gives the reason. Sarich Legalos Lo, Sharei Tshuva L'Rabbeinu Yona. It's a Beferish Sharei Tshuva. The Rabbeinu Yona, one of the great Rishonim Paskins this way. So we still have to understand the reason as to why the Rabbeinu Yona Paskins this way. And we'll see the Rabbeinu Yona moment. But the Ber Lacha does, the, the Ber Maim Chaim does go on though to ask the following question. He says, I, I specified the case was real damage actually occurred to this person. Let's say no damage happened yet. I did say all these terrible things about him and potentially in the future he might be, he might be the recipient of harm because of my Lashon Hara. But it hasn't yet happened. And people believe you, but no, no, no action actually took place because of it? No action t- has taken place yet. So the Chafetz Chaim and the Ber Maim Chaim suggest maybe if there's no harm to him yet, so then there's not yet a real Bein Adam Lechavero. And the only Mechila I need is between me and Hashem. Isn't the fact that other people now think differently of him? 
So it's mashma from what he says in the Chafetz Chaim and the Ber Mayim Chaim, is that if the only thing that I did was made it, then you now view him a little bit differently, that might not be to the, the, the level of a real Isser ben Adam Lechavero causing him harm, if nothing comes from that. And the second line on top is that when nothing did happen to him, when he's gone, they they Yes. So there seems to be somewhat of a stereo and they obey. Because the second line he says that they didn't believe you at all, right? You're obnoxious, and, and they totally disregarded what you said. But then, in the next paragraph, where he speaks about what's considered really Bein Anum Lechavero, it's when they do accept your Lashon Hara, and they actually do something based on that. So it could be what he said above, of them not listening to you or being machshiv what you're saying. His real point is, because if they were machshiv what you were saying, and they did something about it to harm him, then that would be Bein Anum Lechavero. You always have to do tshuva. Speaking negatively about any person requires tshuva between you and Hashem. Yes? Oh, no, 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 it's me. right. So that, that, that's a good question. Meaning, in, in a meaning, would the Chafetz Chaim and the Rebbe Yona go so far as to say that even if he's totally unaware of the damage, yeah. do you still have to approach him and say, "By the way, you could be making twenty thousand dollars more this year. The reason you're not is because what I said to the CEO." Exactly. Okay, exactly. good question. Yeah. Uh, it's a good shaila. Right, technically you could argue it's not really Hezek, it's Maniyas Arevach. Let's though analyze here, because I, I want to get into the basic machlokis. Let's analyze this Rebbe Yona that the Chafetz Chaim is basing his halacha on. Top of page three, Rebbe Yona the Shari Tshuva, Shar Gimel Os Reish Zayin. Im Yoshev Ba'alashon B'Tshuva, Tzarech Levakesh Mechila L'Asher Mutzak Lo Mizam L'Shono. One who's doing tshuva for his Lashon Hara has to approach the person he caused harm to and ask him mechila. V'hulo yizkar mispar kulam, ki rabim machovim hichi v'kama nefashos hidiv, gam rabim ma'asher zocher ki osam ochar, v'heim lo yodu ki hidiyach eleyem es hara, yisbayish lehodiyem v'liglos oznam al-asher gomolam ra. says we have this interesting marshal that Lashon Hara is analogous to an arrow. Why? Because theoretically, the, the person who's actually pulling back the arrow and then letting go, it could hit someone a mile away. So the person who's struck by the arrow doesn't know who actually shot him. But yet, the Rebbe is telling us 
Tzarech levakesh mechila, la'asher mutzak lo mizam l'shono, even though he was not aware, you were the one who actually shot him. So the Chafetz Chaim is saying, we have an explicit Rabbeinu Yonah, and that's where my halacha comes from. Now here's the famous Maisa, and this is a Mesora that we have. The Leiv Eliyahu is one source of this, Rabbi Eliyahu Lapian in Parshish Kedoshim. He writes that, accomplished great things in promoting I heard that the Chafetz Chaim went to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter to show him his Sefer when he was finished writing it. What was the age difference between Rabbi Yisrael and the Chafetz Chaim? Mm, no, probably, probably like 30 years, probably 25, 30 years. Rabbi Yisrael was born, I think, in like 1810. Right? He passed away in the 1880s. And the Chafetz Chaim, we know, passed away in 1933. There's different shitas how old he was, but there's probably a, about a 20, 30 year gap between them. So the Maestro the Chafetz Chaim went to Rabbi Yisrael and he showed him his Mishnah, his uh, Chafetz Chaim. And Rabbi Yisrael, Mamish, you know, ran through the entire Sefer and he had one Kasha. That which he writes in the Halachos of Lashon Hara and Klal Dalit. He doesn't know what you did. You have to ask Mechila and tell him what you said. So here he gives the svara, because how can he possibly forgive you if he doesn't know what you did? So you have to reveal to him the terrible things you said in order for him to actually be mochel. V'sha'alo Rabbi Yisrael. So when Rabbi Yisrael saw this halacha, he asked the Chafetz Chaim, Hello, kishimisapir lo, ma'ashadibir alav, if you're revealing to him that which you said, gorim lo agmas nefesh ke'es, you're causing him pain right now. V'heichi tochinze, how's that possible? Imhu rotze lasos tshuva, it's true, you want to do tshuva, but how do you have the ability to cause him pain for your selfish pursuit of tshuva? That was the kash Rabbi Yisrael had in the Chafetz Chaim. How can you paskin, you have to reveal to him that which you said, because otherwise he can't be mochel you. Maybe the Ratzon Hashem is, you're never going to get mechila. Deal with it. How do you have the right now to cause him pain just to be granted mechila? Is it true that you can't get a, a mechila of Shalem? You, you say to someone, I mean, even in the Chavetz Chaim, like, mm-hmm. just say, for anything that I may have done to you, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you may have caused me, but you still, well, why can't I be a mechila? So I'll bring you a raya, right? Why did the Chavetz Chaim and the Rebbe Paskin that you have to reveal to him what you said? I don't know. To hurt his feelings. If they believed that all you have to do was go over to the person and say, listen, you know, if anything may have happened between us, I can't imagine <laughs> what, what that would be. <laughs> but, but I hope you're mochel me, believe Shalom. I'm mochel you, you should know whatever you've done to me. <laughs> right? I'm just stabbing in the back. I'm mochel you, though. 
So if that works, Lachara, they would have given that Eitzah. So why? Yeah. So, the well, we're going to have to get into the reason behind it, but it sounds like from the Chafetz Chaim and the Rebbe Yonah, that doesn't work. He has to know exactly what you did. Says Rabbi Yisrael, but you don't have the right to cause him tsar. You should be in violation right now of Anas Devarim. He's not saying that you're putter from asking Mechila. That this is an aver that you'll never be able to get Mechila for. Exactly. Deal with it. Ah, you might go to Gehenim. Maybe. That's your fault. Uh, <laughs> All right? What, so what's the better, Eitzah? Ask Mechila. Then you go right to Gehenim because you're causing him pain. Okay. What did the Chafetz Chaim say back, according to the Misora that we have from Rebeli Lapian? Ma'asa, Shekein Pasak Rebbeinu Yonah. Chafetz Chaim said, I didn't make this up. <laughs> you don't have a cash on me, you have a cash on a Rishon. But that's what the Rebbeinu Yonah says, that's why I'm asking. Shifted the blame. When the Chafetz Chaim left his house, he praised the Chafetz Chaim. He said, Lemaise Baruch Hashem for this generation. We have a Godel Hador who has now created the Shulchan Orach for all of the, all of the halachos of Lashon Hara. And he concluded by saying, I know Hashem has given a new leader to the generation. So although he was Mishabeach the Chafetz Chaim, he never agreed to the halacha. <laughs> he never said, okay, but I'm asking. Rabbi Yisrael Lamaisa argued. Now the cash is like this. We have to understand where the Chafetz Chaim and the Rebbe Yon are coming from. right? How would they answer that kasha of Rabbi Yisrael? How would they explain why you're allowed to hurt someone's feelings for you to be granted mechila? We also have to understand how could Rabbi Yisrael paskin differently? It's true he had a kasha on the Rebbe Yonah, but that's what the Rebbe Yonah said. So how can you argue with the Rebbe Yonah? Just to add a question, it seems like this, you're just talking about two people in a vacuum who are affecting each other in a certain way, but let's say that their confession also hurts other people by implicating other people that were involved. So, Taking the same example of, you know, saying you killed Lashon Hara and the person didn't get a promotion. So now are you implicating the higher ups, the boss, whoever acted on that Lashon Hara? Oh. Um, and we're participating in that also. Yes, very insightful point. Which would really be, that would be Rechilus. Right? Rechilus is when I'm sharing something about someone else that now you're going to be mad at him. Okay? What's the fundamental reason for asking Rechilus? So is it because. Uh, I, I did something wrong to you and you know about it, so now I have to ask you? Or is it because I did something wrong to you, whether you know about it or not, but I have to be misakin that that I've done wrong to you, whether you know or not? So what's the fundamental thing? Is it because you know, so therefore I have the chiyah for mechila? Or is it because I did something in the world? So maybe we'll ask even more fundamentally. <clears throat> what's the whole Indian of asking mechila? Is it just so I could clean my slate? And, and not have to deal with the onish of whatever that iser may have been, right? Is it only a selfish pursuit? Or somehow is there something about mechila that's benefiting you, the person who I harmed? Well, if Kol Yisrael Reb Zalazah, then I'm going to be stuck with something that is affecting you too. Oh, so this gets very deep now, right? 
If Lamaisa, we say there's an Indian of Arvos, that we're all responsible for each other, so it's true, I now have this, this ol, this onesh, for the terrible things I said about you, but can we say, in some bechina, in some level, you, the victim, you're also responsible for me, and therefore, maybe it's part of your responsibility to be mochel me, so I don't have to, to have this on my, on my shoulders. That's weak. Yeah, we're not going to say that. <laughs> we're going to get there, though. We're going to see this svoro. Yes? When we know they have charata, and especially if we don't even know what they did bechlal, right? What, what, what did he say? Yes, so that, that's a very good point. We're on fire today, right? This is mamish. Pilpul chaverim. So you could ask on that Mishnah Burim, and they obey. Is he saying that's the reason why you should be mochel? Meaning, the, the language of the Ramah was, don't be an achzar. If the guy's coming over to you, he's mamish coming with a sense of busha, then forgive him. Says the Chafetz Chaim, when you forgive people, Hashem forgives you. Is he saying that's the reason why you shouldn't be an achzar? Don't be an achzar because Lamaisa, you're going to gain from it. I would venture to say no. You shouldn't be an achzar because you shouldn't be an achzar. Right? That's be'etzimusvara. And this is a bonus, Joseph. And you should know as, as a motivation when you're mochal others, then there is a midah kenegin midah. Could that be what he's saying? Right? This was in Sifchat in Ches. The Chol Hamavrel Midos of Mavirin Lo Al Kol Peshaav. It does sound more like Rabbi Wasser saying, but I'll stop asking you, Akasha. That's the reason not to be an Achzar. I mean, if if you're calling it cruel for me not to forgive you, so isn't the reason why I should forgive you is not to be cruel? The only reason I shouldn't be cruel is to be Zoha to my own Mechila, that sounds a little bit backwards, no? So I think you're right, in the reading, it, it, it sounds like he's giving a reason, but I think in Svara, this can't be the only reason to avoid Achzarius. We avoid Achzarius because we're not Achzarim. No? Either way, it's not the reason of Oh, right, so he, he, he doesn't mention that Bechlal. He does not mention that. So let's, let's take a look here at the Magan of Ram for a moment. This is the first Magan of Ram on this simin of Tafresh Vav. And he says as follows. Bishas mechilet tzarech lefarad achet shechata lechavero, quoting from the Bach, you have to specify the chet. Venira, it appears to me, says the Magan of Ram, deim chavero misbayish bezeh lo yifrot oso. That if your friend will feel busha, from specifying what you did or what you said, then you shouldn't specify, and you should keep it vague. This is the psak of the Magan of Ram. Who does this kind of sound like? Kind of sounds like the sheet of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. 
It kind of sounds like it's connected the Chafetz Chaim. Oh, when did we still say ever to say what you did? What's that? If it's not going to hurt the guy, when did we still say that you shouldn't, you shouldn't express what you did wrong? No, so he only said that in a case where it's going to hurt his feelings. Our kasha was, we had two questions. What's the overall understanding of the Chafetz Chaim slash Rebidiona? And whatever that pshat is, how could Rabbi Yisrael argue on them? He only said, when you're going so, to hurt his feelings, don't say it. Right, but, but how could he argue on what they're saying? They're saying even if it's going to hurt his feelings, he still have to say it. So what I'm suggesting now is, well, don't blame Rabbi Yisrael. There seems to be a Magan Avram. The Magan Avram paskins this way. Which seems to be Kenega the Chafetz Chaim. The problem is though, jump back to page one for a second. Look at the Mishnah Bura, also obviously by the Chafetz Chaim. <coughs> Sifkat and Gimel. He says, "Bishas v'koshes mechilat tzarich lefarit mashachata lechavero." You have to specify what you did. Im lo kishe yodeya shachavero yisbayish miza kishe yefarit achet. Unless he's going to be embarrassed by this when you specify the chait, as I lo you for it or so, then don't specify. Keep it vague. So now things are getting complicated. The way the Chafetz Chaim Paskins in the Sefer Chafetz Chaim is, if you did something or said something he doesn't know about, even though it's going to hurt his feelings, you have to be mefarit. So he knows what he's being mochel. Rabbi Yisrael argues on that. Oh, we found the Magan of Ram. The Magan of Ram sounds to be supporting Rabbi Yisrael. But the Chafetz Chaim agrees with the Magan of Ram. The Chafetz Chaim quotes the Magan of Ram's din. So it sounds like there's a steer of Menei Obey. There's a contradiction within the Psaq of the Chafetz Chaim. There's a difference between spelling it out and then letting him know and he already knows. Yes. That seems to be the answer. Namely... Maybe the way the Chafetz Chaim is viewing this whole world of what the Magan of Ram is saying and what the Rebbe Yonah is saying is that the Rebbe Yonah is talking about a case, right, like the arrow analogy. I have no clue where this arrow came from. I have no idea why I didn't get that raise or I lost that client. So for me to go over and say, you mochel me for anything I've done, that means nothing because you have no clue. You can't be mochel mi b'leiv shalem. That's what the Ben Yonah is talking about. What's the Mugan of Ram talking about? So he's referring to a case where I'm not being megala, I'm not revealing to you the terrible things that I've said. You know what I did. You know what I said. It's just now, four months later, where I'm asking Mechila, even though generally it's still better, it's a, it's a more ideal form of, of mechila to specify what I've done. But if by specify, bringing back those memories in a more conscious way, that's going to cause busha. So then just keep it general. When I'm keeping it general, you still know exactly what I'm talking about. When I come over and say, I'm really, I'm really sorry about everything that I've said or that I've done this year, and, and you know what I'm referring to, keep it general. So it could be that's how the Chafetz Chaim is viewing what the Rabbi Yon is teaching us versus what the Magan of Ram is paskening, and therefore it's not a contradiction within the Chafetz Chaim himself. If this is the case, though, we no longer have any source for Rabbi Yisrael, <laughs> because... 
Rabbi Yisrael can't hide behind the Mogan of Ram. The Mogan of Ram is not addressing the issue of the Rebbe Yonah. Am I making any sense? How are you embarrassing him? Wouldn't it be like angering him? If I'm bringing up the past, I'm not embarrassing him. I'm embarrassing myself. Mm, yeah, it could be me even mentioning all those terrible things I said to you. You know, Lemaisa. He didn't perform well. He didn't get a raise. He didn't get a thing. He's embarrassed. No, he's, 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 he's bringing up anger. Okay, I, I hear the, the question on that particular lushan of Misbayesh versus a different emotion. But, but I think this distinction... So are we sure that that's what the distinction is? Um, I can't be sure about much. <laughs> but let's take a look here at the Moedim Uzmanim. This is from Rav Sternbach. Rav Sternbach says, he first starts off by quoting the Magan of Ram. And he says, the fourth line, V'im kein l'chora, divri ha'gom, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, mifuroshim kavar b'magan of Ram. It sounds like the Magan of Ram is paskating like Rabbi Yisrael. Rak ha'magan of Ram, matir b'makom busha, shalol l'faret. V'hagom Rabbi Yisrael zal, matir b'makom tsar. Elamai, they're using different terms that Rabbi Yisrael was saying if it's going to cause pain, Magan of Ram was saying if it's going to cause busha, but says Rabbi Sternbach, he says, l'chora, ein l'chalek b'nehem. It's the same general concept. He says, maybe the Magan of Ram, though, is only referring to a case where the person knows. He's just going to feel busha if you have to bring it up again. Then the Magan of Ram would say, listen, the fact you're going over to him, you're being machnia yourself, you're going directly, that's sufficient mechila. He's teaching us something different. Even if he doesn't know anything about it, he has no clue why I'm asking mechila. And in this case, when I go over to you and ask for a general forgiveness, I'm not really being machnia myself bechlal, because I'm not mentioning what I've done, you don't know what I did. So in the case of Bibi Sural, it's a much bigger chiddish, you're, you're, you're lacking one of those fundamental ingredients of the kapara, which is coming forth with a level of busha. Nonetheless, the shita of Rabbi Yisrael was, you have no right to try to attain mechila if it's going to cause someone else tsar. Even if theoretically he'll forgive you. It's going to cause him pain when he hears about it. You have no right to cause him pain. But in that case, the Chavetz Chaim would say that you should. Yes, okay. yes. So when the Chavetz Chaim said, I feel like any of the dying clubs, that means he knew nothing, zero. He didn't yep. even know that he lost a client or anything like that. So, so that, that's not so clear. Right? That was really the question that Eliza was asking. You know, if they don't even know they were damaged, would it be the same halacha? Let, let's leave that pitzarachim. 
that's what he's saying by Rabbi Shal. Rabbi Shal is commenting on that line. I'm saying, but that line we could assume, Pashat B'Shad is, I know I got damaged, there's, there's a chetz in me, I don't know where the chetz came from, right? I know I was hurt, I know I was, I lost something financially or otherwise. So the Chafetz Chaim would say, you have to approach him and let him know. And Rabbi Yisrael would say, you can't approach him. I, the Magan of Ram, the Magan of Ram is talking about something else. The Magan of Ram is not at all a source for the opinion of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. That's what we have so far. Okay, now Lemaiso, there is an interesting Misora from Rav Aaron, Rav Aaron Cutler, Zechert Tzadik Lebracha, who said, Rabbi Yisrael had the status of a Rishon in the realm of Musr. Rabbi Yisrael was allowed to argue even with Rishonim. And it's interesting, if you look throughout the contemporary poskim, how do we actually paskim? Do we paskin like Rabbi Yisrael or do we paskin like the Chafetz Chaim? That's really asking, do we paskin like Rabbi Yisrael who lived in the 1800s or do you paskin like the Rabbi Yona? And the poskim go with Rabbi Yisrael, Shlomo Zalman and others. So one, one approach is, if you, if you accept this Chiddush, that listen, Rabbi Yisrael had the right to even debate Rishonim in this realm, he had such a mastery. Okay, that's one approach. <coughs> this is Musr? Um, is that halacha? Well, Musr and halacha are very intertwined. But the idea of, of incorporating human emotion and sar and all these different facets, you know, there, there is a, a shita out there that Rabbi Yisrael the Maisa had a din of a rishon. No, no, we're not saying they had no clue. We still have to, when I end with this, we still have to explain what was the sheet of the Rebbe right? Where are they coming from? So I found this sefer, this is a Chafetz Chaim with Ha'aros. The author is a Chashav Talmud Chacham living somewhere in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. All right, Baruch Hashem for the Otsar Chachma, you can look around, they have like four or five different svarb in the Chafetz Chaim, and you can see different Ha'aros, and this one I found addresses the issue, and he has some nice things to say. <coughs> so let, let's, let's end here with page five. He says, What's Pshad in the Chafetz Chaim of the Rebbe Yona? How can you reveal to them what you said? Just because you want tshuva, you're allowed to, to cause pain to your friend. So he quotes from the Levi Eliyahu, he quotes from elsewhere, the Sichos Chafetz Chaim, about this Maisa that Rabbi Yisrael argued. Obviously, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was aware of the Shari Tshuva. He has an interesting suggestion. This, I think, Chaim, you might have been going in this direction. He says, maybe the way that Rabbi Yisrael Salanter understood the Rabbi Yonah was dafka in the case of the Moshal, where I'm mamish, I'm struck by an arrow, I, I'm, I'm feeling the pain, I just don't know where it's coming from. So dafka in that case, it could be in that case, by you asking Mechila, you're not really causing him more pain. 
Because if anything, he, he needs to have some kind of clarity, some kind of closure, some kind of understanding why this is happening to me. That which the Rebbe Yonah says, Shigam Rabbi Masher Zachar Ki Hediach Eleim Hara Yisbayesh Lehodiyam Ve'efsha Sheyesh Ledaktek Melishona Shekosav Hara Behahei He has an interesting diuk in the Rebbe Yonah. The Rebbe Yonah doesn't say any evil that comes to a person, you have to tell them, but Hara Hei Hayadiyah, that evil, Da'ari Kishetzim Ha'inyin Kavar Nodelehem the way that, the, that, that Rabbi Yisrael read the Rebbe Yonah was, obviously you know something terrible happened, and now you just want to find out who was the Goreim, <laughs> thereby me telling you, you might be mad at me, but I'm not causing you more pain. If anything, I'm, I'm helping you process this. <clears throat> he wants to suggest, in contrast maybe to what the Chafetz Chaim said, maybe the way that Rabbi Yisrael understood the halacha of the Chafetz Chaim was that he was saying, even in a case where you don't know anything bad happened to you, you still have to go to the person and say, you lost that client because of what I said. Not the same case as the Magan Avram. <clears throat> Not the same case as the Magan Avram. The Magan Avram knows that I did something, so just don't mention it again if it's going to cause busha. So now we have three separate cases potentially. Case number one is, you know exactly what I did. If it's going to cause you busha for me to mention it, don't mention it. That everyone agrees to. Chafetz Chaim quotes that Magan of Ram. Case number two is the other extreme, where I know for sure something terrible happened. I just don't know how it happened. So there it could very well be. Both Chafetz Chaim slash Rabbeinu and even Reb Yisrael Salanta would agree, you have to inform that person that you were the cause of that. The middle case, though, seems to be the machlokis, he's suggesting. The middle case is, I'm not even aware of damage that occurred. I don't know about any ra. Then am I mechuyuv to go over to you and say, you actually did lose out on something, and that was because of what I said. The Chafetz Chaim would say, yes. And Rabbi Yisrael, based on the way he's understanding their Yonah, would say, no. Why you have no the, right to cause him pain. Extreme? What's that? Why is this the middle case? Isn't this like the most extreme? He doesn't even know. Yeah. Classify it however you want, but these are the three cases, okay? <laughs> but we can make a deal that we're really tied what, um, what was said before with regards to the, the exact lushinary. He says that if he knows already that something happened to him, he won't be embarrassed by you saying that it was you that did it. But you might get really angry. You're the guy who did it? That Now I don't believe that. Meaning, uh, embarrassed? No. I'm not embarrassed. I know what happened to me already. But angry, I could get fuming mad now that it was you. I didn't know who did it, but you, the chutzpah. Right. See, see what, what, what's so intriguing about this distinction is that it comes out, Rabbi Yisrael would say as follows, according to this pshad, you have no right to cause somebody pain. I, my mechila, deal with it. But if I'm not causing you pain, LMI, by me revealing to you that I was the one who was the gorim of that loss, you're going to feel very negatively towards me but I'm not causing you more pain necessarily. The pain is there. Potentially, I'm even helping you process that pain. Elamai, now you don't like me. Okay. Oh, 100%. I'm saying, but there, there will be that moment and likely it will linger to some degree. I can't believe you said those things about me. But, but that's a whole different cheshbin. Omnam yesh gavna. <clears throat> when one causes his friend sar through Bakashis Mechila, this is the case of the Machlokas Chafetz Chaim and Rabbi Yonah, 
Kagon imis galalala misha chashavalov shu ohavo, sipra love lashon harishalo bafanov. He thought he, that you were his best friend, and now you're telling him that you were the one who was mamish being megana him. Lefizet sarech lomer de nakat hagon rabbi Yisrael de lo ari harei harabene yon mechiai gavna. So in that case, Rabbi Yisrael would say, the Rabbi Yonah was never telling that you should be Megala to him. Why isn't that what he answers the Chavetz time? What's that? Why didn't he say that the Chavetz time? I know there's a quote of the conversation, maybe he can't even die that way, but like, the question back to him was not, that's not what Yonah means. The question back to him was, how could you do this? Well, but it, it could be, meaning Lemaisa, we don't know the whole conversation, the back and forth, but... He was bothered in Svara. This doesn't make sense. This is not Das Torah. Either Rabbeinu I've seen the Rabbeinu Yonah 18,000 times. He's not talking about that case. I'm asking in Svara. That doesn't make sense. Now, Lamaya said, do we have any cheshbit? We're going to end with this. Any, any defense for the Chafetz Chaim's psak, his understanding of the Rabbeinu Yonah and his ruling. So he says... Why you going hurt the person? How are you allowed to hurt the person just to get mechila? So he says, meaning the Chafetz Chaim, even though you're going to cause him pain, the Chafetz Chaim must have held, he's suggesting that's not a violation of hurting somebody with words. Ah, you are. So here he has this chiddush. Like Avi was saying, maybe the pshat is, is that I know it's going to hurt you, but this is the only way I'm able to achieve mechila, to achieve kapara, and therefore we view it as if you have some responsibility to help me achieve that kapara. So it's not just a selfish pursuit because I want to have a clean slate. I'm willing to make you feel pain. But this is also for you because you be'etzim have an achrayis to help me and you're the only one who can help me. It's still a It's just that, right, it's an and. It's not, it's not that it's not an nasdavarim. This is one shot he's saying. All of this requires pacing and a lot of thumb movement. <laughs> Another suggestion is based on what Rabbi Khan and Wasserman writes. The Isr of Onastavarim is only when you say something to hurt somebody and it's coming from a source of real hatred or real resentment. And there's no toelis whatsoever. And the Maisa, that requires a lot of analysis as well. Because the cases in the Mishnah, in Bab Metziah, that we find of Anaz Devarim or what? Even saying something that could bring back or could trigger memories that are hurtful, right? Don't speak about the fish that are hanging from the wall. If that person had a, 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 a relative who was, who was killed through that same way, right? Don't mention hanging. So... That's not coming from a place of sinna, so that, that requires a lot of analysis. Even though here the toelis is really for the person who's causing the pain, nonetheless he's suggesting maybe you could argue that it's not nastavarim if it's not at all coming from a place of sinna, but there is a real toelis. End of the day, we pass in 
like Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, if they have no clue what happened, and Lemaisa, you're the one that was Gorim Hezek, better not to say anything. What's Pshat in the Chafetz Chaim? We have a few suggestions. Maybe the Pshat is that, although it is hurtful, but you have a responsibility to help me, and that's why I need to share it with you. Lemaisa, we paskin like Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, though, <coughs> How will I get kapara? The answer is, don't worry about it. Just do the Ratzon Hashem. Shkoyach. <laughs> <laughs>